Keeping it real with Aisha, RD and Prane. Good morning. On the Mixed Breakfast. Mix FM. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on the Mixed Breakfast. We appreciate you all, 1.3 million. You know, this week we have decided that if this is the first time you've heard of our show, we're going to take you back on our memory bank to exactly. show you what we've created, like, the content that we right, have. Right, because we've been busy like, for 2022 and there were so many things that really are like our favourite moments. Like. So that's what we're going to be sharing this whole week. Now, back in February, everybody was talking about the vaccine for COVID that was about to be rolled out and given to kids under 12, right? Because there are a lot of concerns with the vaccine for ourselves, of course, back in the day, but even more so for parents. And the reason why we're decided to bring this on is because A, COVID's still not gone yet. And if you haven't vaccinated your kids, it's never too late to do it now. In February, we caught up with Dr. Raki, a pediatrician, and we asked her about her thoughts on the child vaccination for COVID. Well, I mean, I absolutely understand everybody's concerns because now you're not making the decision, you're making a decision for another person. So automatically, everybody starts jumping into, is it safe enough for my child? Uh, Is it efficacious enough for my child? Is it worth it for my child to go through those uh, small side effects to give them whatever protection that they have? So there are so many concerns. The main thing is safety and long-term effects. I think that's the main ones that I keep getting from parents. Right. And how much research has gone into um, the effects of the vaccination for young ones, especially 5 to 11? So there's been so many trials, but the biggest trial by Pfizer has got phase one, phase two, phase three, and they've enrolled in the beginning up to 4,500 children in worldwide in more than 90 clinical sites. And these trials were done to evaluate the safety, the tolerability, and immunogenicity of the Pfizer biotech vaccine on a two-dose schedule in three age groups below 12. So that's namely the 5 to 11, right. the 2 to 5 years old, and then the 6 months to 2 years old. Um, and these were a dose escalation portion of the trial, which means they gave, they gave a lesser and a lesser amount of dose. So for the 5 to 11-year-old, it was given 10 micrograms, two doses, 21 days apart. And then okay. for the below five, that will be even more lower. They're actually studying a three microgram uh, dose for that. But we'll, we'll roll into that later on. Right. So a lot of studies, a lot of trials have already been done. And we also, as research and scientists and doctors, we look at real world data. And up to date, we have almost 10 million children in more than 100 countries worldwide that have already rolled out the vaccine for 5 to 11 years old. Now, in February, one big thing was the rollout of the COVID vaccine for kids, right? And a lot of parents, myself included, were very concerned about this. So that's why we caught up with a pediatrician, Dr. Raki, and we asked her a whole load of questions. Now, the reason why we decided that this is a great thing to reshare is... It could be possible that there are parents who have yet to vaccinate their kids against COVID. And also, if you've got any concerns about any type of vaccine, then speak to your doctor about it. One of the biggest concerns of the vaccination was the side effects. And Dr. Raki answers that. A lot of parents out there are approaching me and saying, my child, I mean, worldwide, everybody says children don't get infected as easily as adults. Yes, we absolutely agree. But since the beginning of the pandemic, more than half a million children, 580,000 plus, have already been infected. And this is just Malaysia alone. And we've lost the lives up until 19th of January. 144 children have died due to COVID. So yes, it's a very small number. Everybody keeps throwing small amounts, 0.1%, 0.45% mortality rate. But each child, every child, 
that's a 100% for that parent. So 144 parents have lost children since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. So when you talk about side effects, you have to weigh the benefit versus risk. When we talk about mild side effects, of course, with any vaccination, you get things like pain, redness, a bit of swelling over the injection site, sometimes a bit of tiredness. The two most common things is pain over the injection site as well as some fever. And these usually don't last more than 48 to 72 hours. Um, another side effect that parents usually talk about is the myocarditis risk. Mm. What's that? Right? So a lot of people are worried about the heart inflammation yeah. in children. And just to give you a little bit of perspective, the rate of myocarditis post-vaccination in children roughly is between 70 to 80 per million. Mm. However, the rate of myocarditis post-COVID infection goes up to 500 to 800 per million. That's like more than a 40-fold increase. And the damage to the heart is multifold because it affects long-term effects of the heart due to the damage that's most severe caused by the virus itself. Okay. And we now know that the myocarditis post-vaccine uh, and post-virus is totally different types. Okay, Doc, what about long-term effects? So long-term effects have never been proven historically in any vaccine till date. So it's not something that we think will happen because the virus leaves your body within a few hours after it enters your body. Messenger RNA sends the message does the work and it degrades and leaves your body. So there's no long-term effect if the vaccine is not in your body anymore. In February, the biggest conversation amongst Malaysians was vaccination for children. So we caught up with the pediatrician, Dr. Raki, and she was giving us her thoughts. Now, this is her opinion on delaying vaccination. So this is doesn't just apply. So she was answering with regards to the vaccine for COVID, but the thing is, when it comes to delaying vaccine, any any vaccine also got effect. Okay, so delaying childhood vaccinations is not something that I would recommend because we already have research and data to show that the schedule that has already been done by WHO is the schedule that is the most suitable for children at whatever age that the vaccines are given. So this is a trial-tested thing. So why go against something that's already there? You know, why reinvent the wheel when it's already there? So when you delay vaccines, childhood vaccinations, it exposes, or COVID vaccinations, it exposes them to higher chances of getting infected. And we now know that when you get COVID-19 in children, a lot of them are asymptomatic or have mild symptoms. But what we pediatricians are worried about is the complication of COVID that can happen to any child, which is what we call the multi-system inflammatory disorder in children or MISC, right? So that can cause complications and that's the one that usually leads to death. So you have an absolutely fine child one day that missed his vaccine schedule and ended up with MISC, and now you have a dead child at hand. Oh, right. How about the like the effects? A lot of concerns about, oh my gosh, there's been talk about fertility, you know, issues mm. with the child when they grow up. Is that a thing? So fertility is never affected with the COVID vaccine. We have so much of data on that, and there's no evidence that any vaccine impacts fertility, and this includes the COVID-19 vaccine. And this is... This sort of came about because people thought that the spike proteins in the COVID-19 mimic the spike proteins that were found in the placenta. And in that sense, those who were given the vaccines will have a rejection to the placenta and causing you to have a miscarriage. But that has been debunked. So there's no effect to fertility if you get the vaccine. So that's something that I'd like. That's the voice of Dr. Raki, a pediatrician whom we caught up with in February for our project this week. Memory Bank 
by Aisha, Ardi and Prem. We're traveling back in time because Ardi just joined the show this year and it feels like it's so long though. Yeah, it does, right? right? So we're going to deep dive into some more stuff tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If there's anything you think that we should deep dive and talk about, like something you miss, you can always DM us on our social media. Look for Mix.Maya on all three platforms, okay? I, Aisha, Ardi and Prane on the Mix Breakfast. Keep it right here with today's best music.